0: of ramsey solutions this is the ramsey show it's where we help you win in your life we do that by helping you win in your money in your work and in your relationships i'm ken coleman joined by george camel my good pal and the author of a soon-to-be-released book and uh, it's a good one we'll talk about that coming up but the phone number to jump in is triple eight eight two five five two two five triple eight eight two five five two two five let's go you ready George I'm stoked all right oh you're stoked did you put your skateboard that's underneath? what the young folks say yeah okay well that's very interesting you're stoked well let's go to Stephen in Charlotte North Carolina Stephen I'm Ken George is stoked how can we help you
1: hi George and Ken how are you today we're having a blast what's up all right, guys. Um, so, George, a special thank you, first off, for you know reaching out to me um, to, well, wait, to wait, we' here wait. on the show.
0: Wait, George is calling callers now? What is happening? feels S- like we Listen, have a boundary. Listen, Steven, right,
2: I reach- he sent me a DM yesterday with his question. I said, hey, oh. I want to dig into this. Will you call the show? This is a perfect call for Ken and I to take. I want to hear Ken's thoughts. Oh, all right. So we, we got I'm him scheduled, and I'm so elated that he was able to call.
0: You really are a man yes, of the people. Definitely. You are a man of the people.
2: That's exactly what can I, I say? what
1: happened right there. All right, Stephen, What's going on? All right, guys. So, um, as I mentioned to George, um, I'm a former uh, lottery winner. Um, oh a million whoa. dollars. A million dollars? Yeah, a million dollars on a scratch ticket um, wow. Wow. in the state of Virginia when I was 28. And I'm 36 nice. now, and I have gone through it all. Um, Ooh.
2: Down to zero.
1: Yeah. Ooh. So I am a part of that statistic that uh, I don't know eighty or nine percent of lottery winners lose it. Um, I swore that I wouldn't be, but here I am. And uh, what was your take home? What
0: was the take home after uh, they, the?
1: Yeah, seven hundred and sixty-six thousand was what the actual ticket was worth. It wasn't actually worth a million dollars. I know that's what they advertised. Right. Uh, and then I paid taxes on that, so take home was five fifty-five.
2: Okay. And over the span of eight years, you drain that five fifty five in your bank account to zero. Yes, sir. Can you, for the benefit of the listeners and a dark curiosity, can you tell us where that money went?
1: Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I bought the ticket, so I gambled to buy the ticket, right? Um, so that that never stopped. Um, it was more so with casinos, uh, sports gambling, etc. Um, quite embarrassed by it. Um, you know?
2: Absolutely. Well, this is clearly, there's uh, addictive behavior here. Have you dealt with that over the last eight years? Are you still grappling with that?
1: Yes. um, I've reached out to Gamblers Anonymous. Um, I actually have an appointment set up uh, to speak with someone uh, to hopefully get get me over the addiction and and move forward. Is this the first step you've taken
2: as we're talking now? What's that? Is that the first step you've taken to get control of this?
1: Yes, and it, I realized that it was an issue, um, but, you know, still would still would go at it.
2: Wow. So it, would you say it was largely gambling? Did you buy, you know, a house, a car, did you upgrade your lifestyle?
1: Definitely upgraded the lifestyle. I, a little bit. I did buy a new car. Um, I paid cash for it uh, when I won. Um I paid off my debts, um, except for one, I had two student loans. Um, I did not pay off the federal student loan. I paid off the private student loan, um, and that's the, that's the debt that I carry today. I don't, I don't have a car debt.
2: Okay, um, well, we're going to no help cr- you take no the right card. next step. We're not here to beat you up. Um, we know you're, you've been dealing with this addiction on top of now kind of being at rock bottom. So lay it out for us. Uh, are you working right now, and what's your income?
1: Yes, sir. Um, I'm in restaurant management. My income is seventy five thousand
2: Good. and how much debt do you have left
1: uh, twenty nine thousand
2: All right, and how much money do you have in the bank if any?
1: Uh, about six thousand
2: Okay, that's good news. And are you single?
1: I have a girlfriend, um, not married, but have a girlfriend, and we do live together.
2: okay, and the twenty nine thousand is that one student loan or a bunch of student loans? What kind of debt is that?
1: It's two different uh, federal student loans that total the twenty nine thousand.
2: Okay, so we can start to chip away at that with some of the savings. You have your thousand dollar emergency fund. Now we're going to debt snowball these pretty quickly, making seventy five, knocking out twenty nine. How quickly could you do that?
1: Well, I, I have roughly twenty four hundred a month left over after all oh, bills good. paid. Um, so. You know, divide that into the roughly thirty grand. So what, fifteen months, sixteen months?
2: Yeah, you'll be done with this in under a year. I mean, twenty four hundred month—that's twenty nine grand in a year. So let's focus on knocking this out over the next twelve months. Then we're going to get a fully funded emergency fund so that you never have to go back into debt again. So you have financial foundation. But the bigger piece is getting our spending under control and getting this addiction under control.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really spend all that much. I, I don't live a high affluent lifestyle. I just I gamble. You know, and that's that's where it's have going. You, have you cut, cut
2: off the the ability to gamble, whether it's your friend group, whether it's the cards, whatever it is that's enabling you to do this, have you cut those pieces off?
1: don't really know how to cut that. I have a couple of friends that that are well aware of what's going on. Um, and, you know, we've spoken in detail. And
0: Are they the kind of people they, that will challenge you, hold you accountable, check in on you? Will you be honest with yeah. them? Could you listen to them?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they they have done that. Um, we haven't spoken recently. We we had a conversation about six months ago um, about all of it. Um, I, I haven't stopped since then. Um, do you have any credit cards open? open? No, sir.
0: Okay. What Good. are you What are you gambling on right now?
1: Is it football or, or what? What is it? Yeah, I'll do sports sports gambling. Um, is that through like, an app or uh, website? No, it's just live.
2: Okay, because the one thing you can do is delete all the apps, delete all your logins, all your payment info for all these sites. You can block these sites,
0: too, through your browser.
3: Yeah.
0: I think we need to yeah. put
2: you some software
0: steps in place. I think George is right. Steven, I, I think you have to do that, but you have to have some accountability. Like your girlfriend, like it would be like... And Gamblers Anonymous will help with that for sure. It will, but but I think you need to decide today. I'm I i, I I'm not, again, in any way uh, taken away from therapy or... Anything else, but I, I, I do think you need some accountability. And I would almost treat your gambling like I would a teenager looking at stuff they shouldn't look at on a phone. And I would get the girlfriend involved or a really close friend and set it up to where they set up where there's notifications or something. There's got to be a way to do this. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to just decide can I wean myself off of this? Can I watch? Can I go through one weekend, one weekend at a time? Can I just go through a weekend and not gamble?
1: Yeah. And I've, uh, you know, I've always been, um, always held myself accountable in all areas of life um except this one Yeah, you know, makes up to, yeah except this well man. so here's the deal it's, it's frustrating
0: i know it's frustrating and i and again i think you need help and i i would absolutely go and get with a therapist i would I, i'd make that uh i'd make a couple phone calls today i think you need to take action on this and also some accountability and you know what else i think you ought to put that competitive fire into making some more money i'm going to challenge you professionally What are two or three rungs up the professional ladder for you? Uh, Give yourself a challenge to go make more money by growing professionally. Thanks for the call. Appreciate your honesty, Stephen. We're going to walk with you on this. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is
3: right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we help
0: you win in your life with your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken. He is George over there. Say hi to America, George. Hi. And uh, we're here for you, 888-825-5225. That's not how I expected that to play out. It felt like you, you were egging like it on. like 10-year-old. Yeah,
2: you were egging that vibe on, so I went with it. It's All called right. improv.
0: Well, uh, you know, George, I knew you when you were single. That's and, true. Uh, so tomorrow, this would have been a day... Uh, that would be an exciting day for you. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully you uh, somehow coerced Whitney. What day is this? Into, it's called Singles Day. Are you aware of this? Never there's heard of every, it. There's a day for everything. And in my hands here, uh, I've got a announcement for 11-11 uh, known as Singles Day, the largest shopping day in the world. And uh, people are always looking for an excuse to spend money. That's your area.
4: So we and, just made a holiday to uh, so, make it happen.
0: Well, so we jumped in on it. Why not?
4: Get
2: in it's, on the fun. It's, it's
0: happening. So Dave said, get get there. So what we're doing is a one-day sale only on Saturday. You can get our best-selling books like Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaire, uh, From Paycheck to Purpose, Own Your Past, Change Your Future for just $11. Whoa. Okay, this is pretty meta because we have the $12 sale, but just for one day only, you
2: get a dollar off. Yeah. And it's not just if you're single. Now, it's aimed at the singles, but- Truth I know. be
0: told, I'm not anyone, quite sure why. We can't police that on the website. We can't. So um, there you go. And you can also get my Get Clear assessment, the digital. For 11 bucks For $11. That's normally 30 I don't know how my kids are going to eat next month. Highway I'm going to talk to Dave about this. I'm not happy at all. That's too steep of a discount. But you, the people, win They'll benefit. as usual. So it's an $11 sale all over the website, RamseySolutions.com slash store, RamseySolutions.com, slash store. I have no idea what Singles Day had to do with that unbelievable offer. Just one more reason to celebrate, Ken. But My job is to read the It's time for my the Ramsey to Dating read App. the notes.
2: The Ramsey Dating App. That's the next one, there Ken. There it is. We'll never
0: make. From Singles Day to the city of brotherly love. Chris is joining us now in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Chris, you're on The Ramsey Show. How can we help?
4: Ken, George, thanks for
0: taking my call. How are you today? <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little chuckle chuckle going on here what can we do for you
4: sure uh, so i'm giving you a call here because unfortunately it appears that i'll be losing my job here in the very near future
0: oh no uh, currently what
4: make what's going on i'm sorry what's happening uh my my company is experiencing some financial difficulties um they had a lower interest rate for a very long time and like most individuals uh they they work off of debt as a company um oh. So, Are you in the financial sector? I am in the pharmaceutical sector, small oh, pharmaceutical company. Oh, wow. Uh, so their debts they, they can't keep up with. They've uh, off-boarded about 20% of the company, and I think I'm, uh, I'm coming due.
2: Is this like in a week or is this a month? Do you have any idea of the timeline?
4: I, it could be anywhere from a week to the next month. That's correct.
0: Okay. And you are certain that you have already been selected to be laid off?
4: I'm 90% confident that it'll it'll occur.
2: Okay. What do you
4: make? Uh currently I make 135,000 with a 10% targeted bonus, so about 150,000 a year. Uh but I am married and have a 1-year-old daughter as well. My wife is uh fortunately a uh teacher making $70,000 a year, and she has tenure. So at minimum, we have that going for Good. us. To, Is that uh,
2: enough to cover the sure bills if up. it was just her income?
4: I'll have a super majority of those bills. I'll tell you, George, we uh, we live very, with our purse strings very tight. Um, our basic needs, we run at about 40% of our budget. Um, our savings and debt re- reduction, we've been going crazy at 46%. And we live with a menial 15% of our nice-to-haves uh, wow. through our budgeting.
2: Okay. Wow. So from how much debt do you have? Uh,
4: we have $110,000 left, and it is our mortgage, and that is it. Oh, okay. Oh, so great. no
2: consumer debt, and the mortgage is reasonable as a part of your take-home
4: pay? It is $1,800 a month, um, and wow. we, as a total, from a net perspective, bring home approximately uh hold on, uh, $12,000. Wonderful.
2: Okay. So you are in a a solid financial position, which gives me great joy during this time of stress that you're going to be okay financially. And so now it's up to you to find that next job, which
0: Ken is, uh, he's the man for that. Yeah. So what do you do in pharmaceuticals?
4: Sure. uh, I'm a transparency specialist. Um, The pharmaceutical industry has a very niche uh, requirement through the government it's a compliance role, but essentially we look at financial transactions and uh, disclose payments to doctors. Uh, it's a very niche uh, area, but I've also worked in finance for six years. So I'm covered across the financial and pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. I've cool. been putting my resume out for about a month here, and I have not received the uh, the requests to interview as I would like to. All right, so, so rehashing my resume here.
0: Well, that's fine. And and I love that. And We've got a free resume guide, which I'll make sure uh, that we get to you uh, at the end of our call. It's a free resource. We've great. also got some great templates that'll help you stand out. But um, you are exhibit A on this idea of I'm just going to throw a bunch of resumes out there. Um, it is very, very hard to get noticed in today's world because of two factors. Number one, almost every company is using some form of artificial intelligence to filter through resumes. And so you're kind of playing the resume lottery, you know, or the slot machine. If, if one I word's not right, and you know what I'm talking about. The second thing that's going on is, is, is um, a lot of high demand. People are looking for the higher paid positions. And so you need the edge, and the edge is the, the personal connection. So what you need to be doing right now, this is old school, but I mean this is a piece of paper, a notebook. You can create a spreadsheet if you feel more comfortable doing it on a computer. But you've got to start looking at the, the jobs you've already applied for. You already sent resumes out. Um, they may have moved on. Maybe they haven't. But with those as examples, you want to start asking yourself, you'll make a list of these companies, and you say, do I know somebody that works in that building? or works in a building connected to that building, right? The idea is, do I know anybody that works for that organization? Question one. Question two is, do I know somebody that knows somebody over there? And what we're attempting to do here is we've got to get through the hiring filter, the AI and all of that stuff. We've got to get somebody who takes your resume, Chris, to the hiring manager, says, here's how I know Chris. I've known Chris since high school. We played blank together or whatever, 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 right? Or, I've got a really good friend who knows this guy, Chris, and the guy's really qualified. And he's applied online. Hadn't gotten anything yet. I think I ought to look at him. Uh, it is it is that kind of exercise. And then you got to be talking to everybody that you run into. I mean, you run into a parent at a basketball practice. You're talking to them, getting to know them. They're going to say, what do you do? You tell them what's going on. I'm looking for something like this. You have got to make getting an opportunity for an interview, a full-time focus. That has to be the game. And theres it's pretty simple, but that's what you've got to be doing right now. And in the meantime, I would also be plotting out what happens if I don't get a job interview, George, uh, before I get laid off. So I'm looking at side hustles, things that would be the gig economy. Is there yeah. any freelance work available for a guy like you with a lot of finance background? Is there any freelance work in your specific niche work, probably not. But that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at what I have from a skill standpoint and an experience standpoint that allow me to make some freelance money so that if I get laid off and I haven't landed a gig yet between my wife's income, how frugal you guys are, any just, even if it's 30 or 40% of what you were making, it just takes all the stress away because you guys have been so disciplined. Now, I know I hit you with a lot, but a real quick question. We've only got about a minute, uh, about 45 seconds. Do you want to stay in the role that you're in? If we were to find that for you today, would you stay in that, or do you want to move on, take this opportunity to move on?
4: I'd honestly love to go back into finance. um, but Honestly, the the call and question that I wanted to jump into, uh, I'm going back to my contacts in finance to to get a role. Uh, Strategically, I know that's what I'm going to be able to do. Good tactically i'm looking at this and i'm just asking obviously we need to slow down on our debt uh, debt payment here yes um moving down to just the core items um that's correct make sure that we're covering yeah, you're in storm mode which means out. we're
2: pausing the baby steps let's we'll stack up a whole bunch of cash until we get stability that's then right. we can move forward you'll pay off
0: that house in no time
4: that's on
2: that.
0: right it's the only debt you've got left you're in great shape and you're very disciplined this is a blip for you it's a bump in the road you're going to be fine thanks for the call chris this is The Ramsey Show.
5: Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's health costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the health care provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget.
0: Helping you win with your money, winning your work, and winning your relationships. This is The Ramsey Show. So excited to be with you today. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel is with me this hour. And we have a fantastic uh, a live studio audience in the live. today. We really today. do. Uh, a rowdy
2: bunch. We have to contain them.
0: Yeah. No, they're not very rowdy. I, was I love to you a rowdy would... bunch and there's one guy out there that was like arms crossed and it he just sarcastic. went slowly, I'm rowdy. They're a little miffed. I'm rowdy. They're a little myth now because yeah. we called attention to them. They're but on the edge. They're lovely people, and uh, there's a lady waving at us. Line, line Nice to see you, ma'am. Good to see you. Good reminder that you can come visit us. You can come visit us. See and, the show uh, live. We have free coffee, free baked goods, and, and the show is free. The show's free, and we come out and take pictures with you whether you want us to or not. That's always not awkward. So you know that that whole thing is great. So uh, to the phones we go: triple eight eight two five five two two five triple eight eight two five. Five two two five. Emma joins us in Los Angeles, California. Emma, how can we help?
5: Uh, hi, George. Hi, Ken. Um, I'm calling because um, I know you'll help knock some sense into me. Um, I'm in Baby Step Three B, and I am hoping to start saving. I mean, I'm saving for a home, but here in California, like I'll have to save a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars to like just get in a down payment so that my monthly payment will be ridiculously high and it'll take me like two to three years to stay for that. But I've started to look into, um, this house, pro- I'm sorry, house buying process and I qualify for like a loan of 500,000, but it's just going to be a uh, high monthly payment. And I do have health fever <laughs> and I want to start planning for my retirement. So if I jump, the gun and pull the plug next year, even though I don't have the hundred k yet. You know, I'm just starting to save. Um, I just feel like I'm starting my retirement planning kind of late. And how I old are you? Going? I'm 39.
2: Oh my goodness, you're ancient. Easy,
0: George.
5: I know.
2: Three so years from now, you're <laughs> George, going to be 42. You can't tell women that.
5: What's
0: wrong with
2: you? You're going to have to find a house with no stairs. I'm not sure you're going to be able to walk up those. You know, they 40. have those that things now. Is
0: actually,
5: you know they so have those like little chairs out.
0: that go slowly up the yes. stairs. Yes, we could get her one of those.
5: I, I do need a, a, a one floor because I do have arthritis, and so I cannot imagine myself going up. I chair. nailed it. Oh, geez, you that's going to
2: limit the housing options already. Okay, <laughs> Emma, let's walk through this. So, there's this home buying program. Is that what you're saying that will allow you to put less down and qualify for more loan?
5: Yeah, like a FHA loan.
2: Ugh, gross. Mm. Okay, so well, the let's problem, talk about house
0: fever first.
2: Yeah, the house fever, uh, I don't know that I can squelch. You're frustrated by high rent prices. You want to be putting your money towards something, building equity, instead of, I'm quoting this, throwing away money on rent. Did I nail it?
4: Yes, yeah, of course okay. you did.
2: Okay, so that's very understandable. I have a lot of empathy for many people out there who want to be homeowners. They've been working for a long time, and they're going, this should just be possible for me.
0: Real quick, and here. it feels impossible. Um, and I want you to walk through here, but I but on this fever issue, I think I can address the house fever. All right, hit me. Because when I moved here um, with our family, what nine years ago, I got into Williamson County and I started driving around on the roads. And I want to make sure you hear this, Emma. And I got what is known as land fever. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. That's full on Yellowstone. Oh boy. I was looking at large (laughs) parcels of land where we could, with a house or where we would build. And I just got in love with it. And I'm not kidding you. There were two or three nights a week I would, on my way home, I would go check out things. And my wife would be like, Hey, dinner's almost ready. Where are you? And I would like, and I'd FaceTime her. I'm like, Look at this. You know, and I was, I'm not kidding. I really got into it. So, in, in all seriousness, I know what it's like. And so mm-hmm. what you have to do is what I had to do. I was not in a place financially to be able to buy that, but I, it's like I was wishing and wishing, and I got so sucked into the wishing and the looking, and it's kind of like the old days where you looked at a catalog, you know, and it's just at some point you got to burn the catalog, throw the catalog away. And I'm telling you, George is going to walk you through this, but I think it's really smart that that you put some ice on this fever and I think you've got to stop thinking about buying a house, stop looking yeah. at houses, and be really laser focused. Because we know from all kinds of scientific and psychological data about the power of focus. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, you remember the last time you bought a car, Emma? Do you remember that? Yes. What was the car?
5: A Toyota RAV4.
0: And what color was that Toyota RAV4? A Silver. Silver. Do you remember seeing a silver RAV4s all over the road for the first three, no. four, five days? You remember that?
5: Yeah. Now we see them everywhere.
0: You see them everywhere. Did the yeah. God ferry, did the car ferry just drop in Toyota RAV4s all of a sudden on the road? <laughs> the answer is no. Here's the exercise. Yeah. What we focus on is what we see everywhere. And, and the power mm-hmm. of focus is unbelievable. And, and I'm going to give you right back to George on this because the process he's going to walk you through and this idea that, oh, I'm wasting money on rent and I keep looking at houses and I'm not ready to buy a house. But I know I'm not ready to buy a house, but I'm going to find this little program that'll make me ready to buy a house when in all reality, you're not yeah. ready to buy a house. And I wasn't ready for the land back then. I'm still not ready for the land I want. The good news is I don't have land fever anymore because guess what I'm not looking at all the time, George? Houses. Land.
2: Land parcels. I'm not looking
0: at dirt, you Mm. know? And so that's really important. Yeah. Well, Emma, the
2: problem with these programs and what you're talking about for the listeners' benefit is the Federal Housing Administration, FHA, loans, and they're designed for people who don't qualify for conventional mortgages. Do you know why they don't qualify?
5: I'm assuming because they don't have enough money to
2: because private lenders Bingo. are saying this is way too much risk even for a lender to take on they're going no thanks That's so bad. the government swoops in to be the savior allowing broke people to get into homes for a little three and a half percent down which sounds great but then think about this that means you're financing 96.5 percent of that on top of something they charge you called mortgage insurance premium mip 1.75 percent Right there, plus an annual premium between 0.15% and 0.75% for the life of the loan. So they're, they're you're paying an extra stupid tax on top of borrowing way more while you already didn't have the money to afford the mortgage payment. And then here's what happens, Emma. There's going to be a call during this show where someone calls in and says, Hi, I'm calling from California. We bought too much house before we could really afford it on one of these home buyer programs. We can't afford it because it's now 70% of our take-home pay is going toward this mortgage because we thought this home was going to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's a burden because now the HVAC's broken and we have no money to fix it. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. Yeah. So I don't want that to become you because I care about your future too much. Mm-hmm. And if that means Emma has to rent for two more years than she wanted to, I'm okay with that. Yep. Renting is buying patience. I'm sick of people telling you that renting is a sin and you're wasting money. And one more thing, you live in California and you're not held hostage there. You know, I'm not saying you have to go leave California. If you love it there and you have a good job there, that's great. We have to remind ourselves, we're not stuck with where we are. I moved from Boston to Mobile to Nashville. And uh, depending on where you live, homeownership may not be in the cards for the next five years or 10 years. If you live in Manhattan, I don't know that you're going to be a homeowner in this lifetime in Manhattan because it's insane. And so we've got to start looking at other options, resetting expectations. Maybe you're going to get a condo 30 minutes away instead of the single family home in the town that you're in. And that's going to involve some sacrifice. That may mean we have a longer commute to work. And so we have mm-hmm. to weigh all of these options, move with patience, and also look at what you can do to speed up the process. Yeah. Look at getting your income up. Is that a possibility? What do right. you make?
5: I make about 100000 Nice.
2: Wonderful income. And do you have any debt? You're in Baby Step 3B, so a debt-free. What do you do for a living?
5: I do a little bit of, I do like sales, and I do product group managing.
0: You know, um, I'm telling you, you need to be looking at some gigs. The gig economy, which is nothing more than freelancing. George is right, and of course, I'm always going to agree with him on, hey, how can we make extra money to speed this timeline up? I'd put that, that, that anxiousness and that, uh, house fever into money fever freelance you're a professional really? and make six figures how can you freelance and make an extra 30 40 fifty thousand that's what you need to be focused on because all of a sudden we fast forward everything and george is right by the way george i love when you get fired up i, I get people don't angsty. know. people don't know that what you just did was your version of a rant because you're so mellow but I thought it was great. Appreciate that. And I think you're right. What people don't realize is that renting isn't wasting money. It's actually biding time and I think keeping your options open as opposed to getting too much house. So really good rant, George. Run it back, folks. Run it back and watch it back. He's seething. You just can't tell. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. The phone number for you to jump in today is 888 825 5225. That's 888 825 5225. Okay. I don't know how many people that are listening and watching today pay attention to news headlines or the news, period. I really don't know. That feels like a personal attack on me, Ken, but it's fine. (laughs) You took that personally? How much news do you watch?
2: Not much. Sometimes I'll watch like a late night show monologue just to digest some of what happened in a fun way, but that's about it. No kidding. Unless Ken tells me about it. Are you not
0: on a news website? Well, I'm busy
2: in the personal finance world, you know, being a nerd. Well, first of
0: all, I'm not judging you, but boy, oh boy, did you take that and run with it.
2: That's Uh, what I do.
0: But, okay, so George is a prime example. Now, I'm on the other side of it. You're always following the news. I'm paying attention to the news because somebody has to. Thank you, Ken. You went first. Yeah, I know. So well, brave. It, listen, it is what it is. I like to know what's going on. So, here's what's going on. If you do pay attention to the news. Now, George, this will all be news to you. Feels that like was a the, good pun. Do you like that? <laughs> Golly. Americans say the economy stinks, but they're spending like it's great. This is a headline from CNN.
2: Wow. I'm holding
0: here this article in my hand. Strong hands. headline. And uh, here, here's what is happening. And by the way, I've been talking about this. So, inflation has been high for some time. Even though it is slowing, but still high, that's a negative. Job market, really good. We have 3.9% unemployment. Millions more jobs available than there are people who are unemployed. That's good. Wages are up. Since the pandemic, hourly wages and salaries are up across the board. So the American people went, all right, we got more money. So let's spend it. They didn't save it. There was a, there was a little bit of a, a in 2020 a prolonged season of saving but that's gone. People are Long spending gone. like drunken sailors. And it's crazy. 72% of all Americans say things in the country today are going badly and 66 said the economy, 66% said the economy will be extremely important when deciding who to vote for next year. Okay? But the problem is And the word is conundrum used in the article, which, by the way, is is a word we don't use enough. Underutilized. It really is. Uh, Because they're spending money on concerts. They're spending money eating out. They're spending money on clothes. Vacations. Vacations. Credit card at an all-time high. Credit card debt at an all-time high. And by the way, I don't know if you saw this, Mr. Money News. This will be embarrassing for you if you didn't see this, so you should go ahead and act like you saw this. Okay. Okay. The average APR, the percentage rate on credit cards, reached an all-time high last week with an average of 20.725. Oof. That's going to leave a mark. Board. So it, it, you're smart. Like, Isn't that the equivalent of going, I'm going to go buy this, but it's if I use my credit card, I'm actually paying 20% more? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the But premium. people but, don't think that way.
2: Well, Ken, they're I'd gone. well, I'm going to pay the balance off. I'm going to get my 2% cash back, so I'm going to beat the system, Ken. And here we are at record high of $1.08 trillion in credit card debt, and you're going, how are you guys beating the system? And everyone self-selects out and go, Ken, I'm smarter than that. Yeah. But here we are spending like Congress while then saying the economy stinks and things are so bad, and yet we're out here, I guess, yeah. just – With our head in the sand spending like crazy
0: to cope um, with it. I got killed by the snowflakes on uh, social media when I put out an Instagram reel saying, your paycheck is not your problem, your budget is. Ooh. And I got lambasted. Can I guess what they were saying, They called me out of touch, millionaire, you know, all these things. Like, I've got my head in the sand.
2: Here's what I'm guessing. What else did they say? Let me me. guess what the comment sections, I'm going to sum it up. Yeah, but Ken... Wages haven't kept up with inflation and the right. guy in the White House and the Fed and the boomers, right. they've ruined the housing right. market and therefore we'll never right. get ahead. And someone needs to do something
0: about this, but it's not up to me. It's right. up to everyone else. Yeah. Did it, I sum it up? Absolutely. Okay. And then and then have been how out of touch I am. Except for paying attention to what I actually said was is that if you can live on less than you make. And the real data from Ramsey Solutions having polled, surveyed over ten thousand net worth millionaires. The third largest group being teachers. Teachers aren't making bank; they're just living on less than they make. George. Well, they got very few people to impress
2: because they're just trying to survive with these kids out here, right? Not trying to pull up in the beamer next to the uh, yeah, right.
0: Their M- right. So coworkers. There you go. So I mean, we're in this day and age where everybody wants to spend. By the way, can I make a, just one little comment on the um my my pay isn't keeping up with inflation? Sure, I can't stop you. Thank you very much. So a healthy inflation rate the fed historically is trying to keep inflation at a, an inflation growth rate of of 2 to 3% max okay so when people say idiotic things like my pay isn't keeping up with inflation well m- most most of the time in a normal inflationary season like where that number kind of holds there in that 2 to 3% range the most companies are re- giving people an annual raise of about 3% okay So that's where they get this nonsensical idea that my pay has to always keep up with inflation. But when we saw extraordinary inflation over the last three, three years, do do any of these people realize that if if companies had to try to keep up with the inflation, that all the companies have got a business? Well, the housing
2: market jumps 30%. We can't all just automatically get 30% raises because the company revenue didn't automatically jump 30%.
0: And I want the youngster at burger king to make good money when he's flipping the whopper but when we got to paying three or four dollars an hour guess what else goes up anybody the cost of the whopper. the whopper combo so you're griping about how much you're making and you're griping about how much the food cost we've got to understand basic economics in this country and everybody wants what they want because they want it they don't understand what it takes to get it And it's not somebody handing it to you. It's you going and getting it, for crying out loud. There's my little... That was your Gen X rant of the day. Thanks for calling it a Gen X rant. I can't call you a boomer. No, I would be very upset. We couldn't be friends if you called me a boomer. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, back to the phones we go. John in York, Pennsylvania. John, how can we help?
3: Hey, guys. um, I have a question for you. So I have a sports car that I am considering getting rid of or keeping um and i wanted your advice on it tell us um, about the car about 60, it's a uh it's a mustang it's worth about 60 grand it's whoa. actually gone up in value since i bought it um what whoa, it for what 49. year nine what what is the what the year is the mustang it's a 2017 oh um, okay so, so tell us more do you have I debt on this Yeah, I owe about fifteen thousand more on it right now. Um I could pay it off right now if I wanted to. Um I'm just waiting on a uh high interest rate um savings account to uh time out before I go and pay it off because I'm making more on the money in the bank versus paying
2: off. No, John, that's broke people (laughs) talk. That's some common core Um, math right there. It just doesn't work. Oh, I see what you did there. What's your payment on this thing?
3: Uh, it's about $1,000 a month.
2: Okay. So let's just do some basic math. You get rid of this payment and you start investing $1,000 a month. Don't you think that's a better decision for your future than hanging on to a car payment to make a tiny spread in a savings account?
3: Well, so that's my question. Should I sell the car and take all my equity in it and just invest that and be away with it? Or should I keep it, get away with the payment and start to invest it slowly? How Um, much equity do you have? um well, like I said, it's worth about 60 i I've got about fifteen left on it. So
2: Okay. So like forty five K would be your profit. You'd yeah. buy yourself a little car. Is this your only car?
3: Um, no. I oh, um boy. I drive a, a company I drive a company truck for work that's fully Paid for by work, and I can do okay. it for Well, first if you
0: want a cool off. Mustang, go get you something from the '60s, my young friend. Let me tell you right now, that's <laughs> what I would do. Okay. We're not looking for having to upgrade. All right. We're trying to help him out. No, I'm saying he cashes out, sure. he saves, and then he gets himself a real Mustang.
2: That's some healthy profit. Well, what's Somebody your income?
3: Has to tell
0: him,
2: what do you make?
3: Uh, I make about 120. Okay. A year. And what uh, other debt do you have? Um, my wife and I own a house. Um, that is uh, worth about. Or our, our mortgage is about 300000 left on it.
2: Okay. So, so far, you're, you're not violating any principles. If your car's add up to more than half of your annual income, I'd go ahead and sell it. I still think because this is weighing on you and you called us, it sounds like selling this thing would be a relief for you. Yes. You can always go get a car later on when you are a millionaire and you got a paid-for house.
0: That'd make me feel better. Yeah. And again, a Mustang from the 60s. You pay cash. Thank you, Ken. It's going to be a better thing and it's worth something. It's going to grow in value. Not a 2017. All right, we got to get out of here. Good hour. Thanks, James, Charles, and everybody in the booth. Thank you, George. Thank you, America. This is The Ramsey Show.